Ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select lab-grown diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com We're talking again About body swapping Hi, I'm Paul Mitzi. I'm Lucy Thomas. I'm Brendan Levi. And we are the Swap Cars Podcast. Every episode we watch an entry in the body swap movie genre and break it down for you. This week we are watching the 2004 mystery, Birth, starring Nicole Kidman, Lauren Bacall, Anne Heche, Cameron Bright, and Danny Houston, in which a widow for 10 years, Anna, is looking forward to getting engaged until she becomes convinced that a 10-year-old boy is the reincarnation of her dead husband. <laughs> as always we love to hear from our listeners so slide into our dms on insta send us an email or check us a review on itunes so we can get to 100 reviews and do an episode on face off already on to birth despite the pedigree behind the film it was savaged by critics at the time of its release earning a 33 percent on rotten tomatoes it flopped at the box office And on top of that, it garnered a lot of controversy over specific scenes, namely that bathtub scene. (laughs) So, was all the hate and controversy right on the money? Or is Birth a film that deserves to be re-evaluated 17 years after its release? Brendan. Uh, Sucked in. You know what? (laughs) You know what? Uh, I'd like, it's so mediocre that I don't understand what the like either way anyone who's talking about this film i don't understand it like <laughs> it's a waste of time either way yeah 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 like why are we doing this <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i guess i feel like it was it was very awkward to watch <laughs> mm-hmm. but like from i guess a line perspective i don't know it, it, it yeah it, it was just um, I didn't <laughs> like it. Okay. <laughs> I, uh, I had a, like a, my kid was up and down last night. So I'm like a bit tired today and, and I couldn't work out if it was like that sort of like sinking into my mood or if I, this movie was just really frustrating and annoying, but I think I, it I picture was you bad. like, yeah. like, <laughs> I, I picture them sound asleep and you like nudging them so they you have to go. <laughs> so I have to wake up. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. Hey, Paul, you were so, you were sort of hinting that this might be a controversial one. What what did you think of it? Well, I like watching it. I honestly didn't know which way you guys were going to go on it. I thought there was an equal chance that you would love it or hate it because I'll be the first to admit this is. The sort of like the premise of this is that's a film I like that that's I would like to watch that you know what I mean like mm. kind of mysterious maybe like element of danger if somebody's lying or blah 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 and uh, I just really didn't like it at all yeah plus like the New York setting plus mm. the cast behind mm. it as well mm. um, I thought it had the ingredients of a film you guys might like especially for you Lucy like 
the fact that it's a bit more like ominous and mm. Mm. not so plot driven and takes its time. I thought that would be up your alley. But I have to say, I'm going to be the one defender on this episode. I really, oh. I really enjoyed birth. <laughs> I, I actually do think it should be reevaluated. I, it got me. It got me hook, line and sinker. Like when- obviously I, there's elements of it that I can understand why it rubs people the wrong way, but I just thought as a mood piece, it works really well. How did you... No, this whole yeah. thing was a close-up of Nicole Kidman's face looking like... <laughs> yeah, Paul, how did you get hooked? nearly two hours, and it, <laughs> she just looked cold all the time. She was just, like, hideously underdressed for a cold New York winter. Uh, it was just annoying, and it was like there was, like, a hundred deleted scenes missing. It, I'm like, really? We're just not going to have any conversations about this? You guys don't want to rap about this crazy thing that's happening to you? <laughs> All right, cool. Nah, not here for it. Very overtired. This is- <laughs> <laughs> um, look, I just thought- Rebuttal. Like- Yeah. (laughs) I think of all the movies that we watch, one of the big criticisms we have is when these body swaps happen and then somebody tries to convince their friends or their family about the swap, they always, you know, accept it way too easily. This is what would happen if you made the whole film about the person deciding if they're going to believe the person or not if they've swapped. And I thought that was interesting. And I thought the characters, like, up until a point, the characters dealt with it in a way that I think real people would have. They questioned it in the way that real people would have. But, yo, this isn't even a body swap. Mm. But up until a point, it could be. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Wait, wait. So, wait. Uh, I guess spoilers for the end, unless we're going to do 30 second. Uh, oh, yeah, you've got to do 30 but, seconds. So, but, okay. you should be able to do it really easily because yeah, nothing should be, happened nothing else in this happens. movie. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, let's say like spoilers for birth, um, and we'll do the 30 seconds. Because uh, Paul's recommending everyone watches it for some reason. <laughs> it is well triggering to, to keep. Hearing you guys be like, oh, birth, and I enjoyed birth and birth <laughs> as someone that just had a charm. It's very funny. Yeah. It was a real easy watch. <laughs> easy watch. <laughs> Wait, so you're literally recommending to our audience. Do you know how much trust they put in us? Like, <laughs> Is that a joke? Because it's not. They don't do any. <laughs> Nobody ever watches these movies. <laughs> oh, I was I felt so bad our, our lovely listener Ashley actually watched Locos for El Cambio for the our episode. <laughs> what a legend. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you ready? Sorry, Ashley. Um so everyone at no, uh, knows at home, I have not prepared this. I'm going to ad lib the plot of this in 30 seconds. Can I do it? He's I have yet failed to do it every time. Mm. So this may be the first. Yeah. may not be. Three, two, one. Cool. So the movie starts with a guy. He dies while he's on a run, and a baby is born right after that. Ten years later, we cut to Nicole Kidman, who was his wife, and then a little boy rocks up at um, a birthday party and says that he was the husband that died. Um, she starts uh, hanging around the kid and gets feelings for him, and then we find out that the kid wasn't really her husband because he found letters that 
the husband's brother-in-law's wife buried that had love letters that wah, detailed wah, wah, their wah. life. Ah, no. Very close. <laughs> You're so confident. You even threw it like, all right, cool. I'm about to start. Yeah, you've got to cut that out at the start. You've got to get straight to the action. Um, so, yeah, basically um, it's very similar to the film we watched uh, recently, Possession, with Sarah Michelle Gellar in the fact that it's about a swap, but then you find out the swap never happens. It's just someone found a whole bunch of love letters. And so then you have an excuse to murder Paul. (laughs) (laughs) I need to, I need to, we need to come up with a, uh, a name for this, this new genre to the swap. I, I, I propose faux swap. Faux swap? You can do better. Mm. <laughs> I, I prefer... It's like um, a bait and swap or something. Bait and swap or swap tees. Swap tees <laughs> is good. Yeah, that's all right, good. All right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We've, we've now deem these as swap teasers. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is... A, this you got to at least admit, admit that this is a superior swap tease to possession. <laughs> that's granted. But yeah. that's the only concession it's getting from me. You know what it was for me? It was like all the worst bits of like, I, I can't pronounce his name, so I'm going to try and then we'll edit it in. <laughs> uh, Yagos Lanthimos. Is that how you Yagos say Lanthimos, yeah. Yagos Lanthimos. Like, yeah. it's all the worst parts of his films. The parts that I like bear through for the gold, but the gold wasn't there. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It was like mixing that with Chances Are. Yeah, I can see. Like, obviously, it does have the elements of Chances Are, of the reincarnation. And- I mean, it really, all we can talk about, for me, is, like, let's just compare it to other movies. Yeah. So, <laughs> it, there were some things. It did, you know, borrow from all the things. Like, the baby being born at the exact same time is, like, Heart and Souls. Mm-hmm. What are some other things? Yeah, possession, big time possession vibes, and yeah, yeah, the love letters. This is so dumb. So what? This kid is just so suggestible that he's like, I read a letter, and now I think I am your dead husband. It's like get that kid some therapy. That's well, not they did. Okay. At the end. <laughs> he said he did go to therapy. <laughs> but I love it. It truly that to me is just the equivalent of. And then I woke up and it was all a dream. It was like, they were like, oh, shit, we don't really know how to end this. Let's just wrap it up. And the kid's like, I guess I've just got a wild imagination. Like, I I do agree it would have been better if it was a swap or if they left it vague and let you think it might have been a swap or it might have not been a swap. Like, straight out saying it at the end probably ruined it a bit for me. What I thought was initially when the sister, who, my God, is that Anne Heche? Yes. I did not clock that <laughs> at all. Um, Who's Anne And Heche? I did not. Anne Heche. Uh, um, <laughs> Ellen's old girlfriend. <laughs> um, no, who, who is she? I can't really remember. So Anne Heche, she was in Ally McBeal. She was in Six Days, Seven Nights with um, Harrison Ford. She would the play remake the main of car- Psycho? Remake of Psycho, she played the main character. She Got was, um, <laughs> she was, she, she was very famous in the 90s. Oh, okay. Very famous. Yeah, yes. I did not look into the cast at all for my tenuous. I refused. Um, but so initially, when Anne Hayes had sort of a weird conversation with the kid, I was like, oh, what's going on here? Like, I felt like 
she had got this kid involved to somehow bring down Nicole Kidman's character, something. I thought there was yeah. something going on there, so this kid was acting, but it, it was nothing. I thought that was a real missed opportunity. That would have been a bit more intrigue for me. What do you, Did any of you get that vibe? Or Yeah, that's what I thought was going on at first. Mm. Um, I do like when they had their second conversation. She was like, so when I opened the door, I knew you weren't Sean. I knew you weren't him. Um, but I really wish you were. And if you were, I would have explored this. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> like all, off, lady. All, the, all the grown women in this film were so willing to fuck this 10-year-old boy. It was very, like, upsetting. Yeah, I am not. It, someone needs to protect that child actor. No, this is not for me. It, that's, it's not good. Did you guys, I sent you guys an yeah, interview I watched link. It, yeah. Did you watch it, Lucy? No. Oh, God. So, uh, so it, it was an interview with the actor now that he's 28 years old, um, reflecting back on filming Birth and that bathtub scene. Mm. And he was, like, super cool with it. He was like, yeah, I had no big deal. He's like, I probably had less of a, less of a qualm about doing that kind of scene when I was young than I would now. Um, and he was saying, like, uh, Nicole Kidman had, like, cups over her boobs and like um flesh colored pants on and so did he so there was no nudity and he didn't feel that it was weird so i feel like yeah. the cups and the thing is weird that why could she have just been wearing bathers that they edited out that's weird <laughs> but you can, um, could you imagine like shooting that scene like the the awkwardness of watching it when they add music, they're like cutting back and forth from each other's stairs. Um, mm. Whereas in an in a actual, yeah, in an actual setting of a, of a studio, it would just feel mm. very different. So, yeah. I mean, I think if I had a kid, I would not be comfortable letting no. him do that kind of thing. Hell no. But Pretend I know if you read the script. From this. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I guess like stage parents are a different breed. So that's <laughs> like whatever the fuck to get their kid on and the I screen. And I feel like as well, I feel like the opposite film would never get made where it, oh, it was. Oh, it yeah. had to be a boy, didn't it? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yes, like it would be shut down, like mm. shut down. And like... Doesn't that tell you everything about, like, maybe y'all should listen to that, boy or mm. girl, like, gender irrelevant? I don't <laughs> – it's not safe. <laughs> there, there was, like um, – there was a few points in the film that I, like, literally was screaming at the screen, like, no! <laughs> like, um, the bit where the kid went in for the kiss – and she, he actually, the 10-year-old boy, who was played by a 10-year-old boy, actually kissed Nicole Kidman on the lips. And it was like this, I, like, I know this is not a visual medium, but he, like, really Reaches slowly. up slowly for her face and pulls it down. Oh, it was and then, not good. And then, and then the scene when she goes to tuck him in and he's naked under the covers, I'm like, I just felt so, so uncomfortable. Awful. Because cause I was like, is something going to happen? I don't want it to happen. I was, like, screaming, like, get away from her, get away. I was. <laughs> watch like the weird stuff in big a million times don't watch this again this is not good which yeah. is really interesting because i watched an actual interview with the the writer director and mm -hmm. he was say he was talking about how he wanted he was making a film like he wanted people to like root for this couple like for them to like <laughs> 
And I was like, what? At no what? time was I like, gosh, I hope this works out. Yeah. <laughs> like the scene where they're, um, she takes him out for an ice cream and she's like, how are you going to fulfill my needs? needs? Like, why are have you having you, this conversation? <laughs> have you ever made love to a woman? And I'm like, what? What's going on? <laughs> And then, um, and this is where I find your explanation of the film like baffling, Paul. Because you're saying like the whole film's about them figuring out or like ex- like considering whether he is or he isn't. Nicole yeah. Kidman has decided, <laughs> like she has immediately decided <laughs> yeah. that this is her husband. Yeah, and you know why she's so quick to do that is because her current fiance is the worst person in the world. This speech at her birthday, is it her birthday or their engagement party? Engagement. Is basically he just freely admits to a room full of people, I pestered this woman relentlessly (laughs) for years. She repeatedly said no to me and I didn't give up. And finally she gave in and now we're getting married. It's like, (laughs) yeah, that's not romantic. That's like... A different thing. <laughs> and uh, you, that's not good. And and he's also played by Danny Houston, who is an actor that just makes me feel uncomfortable just looking at his face for some reason. <laughs> like, every time he rocks up in anything, I just feel gross. Yeah, but the really good thing about in this movie is that there'll be a lot of close-ups of his face. My God, what? So boring. Now, it's like you're talking about this was in New York. It's like, was it? I thought this was in someone's face. face. That's where this movie is set. <laughs> so you didn't like the scene where they went to the to the uh, um, opera and then it just like slowly zooms in on her face and you see her like kind of contemplate what just happened? Yeah, so I just hate Nicole Kidman so much. <laughs> Um, that I don't want to stare at her face for a four-minute unbroken shot of her going, (laughs) like, I don't, I'm not here for it. And, like, I don't actually hate her. I'm sure she's lovely and I don't actually hate her, but she's she's not for me. I'm sorry. And she lives a great life and her and Keith Urban probably roll around in their money and it's. (laughs) I'm really happy for them, but it's not for me. She cannot do an American accent and just will not stop trying. I'm from the Upper East Side of Australia. Like, I just, I can't bear it. Uh, I never realised you you didn't like Nicole Kidman. And the waddle. She's got this really weird waddle. And what was that (laughs) wig? What was the wig? Tell me, Paul. Uh, I think... I. I think it was an homage. It must have been an homage to Rosemary's Baby, which has a lot of kind of similarities in tone and themes to this, I'm guessing. Which uh, also has its own creepy, like, backstory with underage uh, badness. So there you go. (laughs) She's not my favourite favourite actress. What did you guys think of um, Cameron Bright as Sean the Kid? He has a massive serial killer vibe. Like he, I was just waiting for him to like pull it's his the gun haircut, or something. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but no, he I does have dead eyes. His dead eyes. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And the way he just really like 
confidently delivered his lines. Like, the, I don't know, there's mm. a weird... I think he was probably the best thing about it, even though I totally hated that he was in that position. And <laughs> he, uh, he did do a good job. Yeah, he was... He, I think it was effect, a very effective, mm. creepy performance. Yes. The fact that the film, like, explicitly says that it wasn't a swap... It kind of makes sense why he was being so vague with everything he was telling her. That was what was kind of frustrating me. It's like, why aren't you just saying specifics? But he kind of was making it out like he was just tapping in to these things. Like yeah, he had like just realized. Are. Yeah. And he said, like, I'll know. It's back. He's like, I'll know when I see. You know, like she asks him some question and he's like, I'll know when I see, like I'm figuring it out kind of thing. What did you think of him, Brendan? Um, I, I, I don't mind him. I've seen him in other things as well. Uh, the Twilight I, movies? Yeah, all of them. <laughs> oh, was he in that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like, Was he in I, it? Oh, I don't know. I haven't watched him, but I know that he's in all of them. Oh, you're not going to tell me the character. Paul, you're telling me you haven't seen Twilight? Yeah. I've never seen Twilight. Oh, my God. That's our new podcast is Paul Watches Twilight. <laughs> I'm sorry. We and need to I stop this right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, what would mine be? What would oh, mine be? Um, Just watching Pretty Cool too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. We should do Pretty Cool too. <laughs> Boo. Yeah, I would say it's more like the direction of the film just, once again, reminds me of, like, The Killing of the Sacred Deer and The Lobster. Like, I felt like everyone had this weird, like, cadence to how they talked. It didn't feel human. And same with the kid. Like, yes. It, and it just happened across the whole whole film, you know? And are mm. you saying that, like, worked to the advantage, like, that it made it creepy or something? Or I that feel like it, it, can, it can be good at... But sometimes it can be bad. So, like, for Killing of a Sacred Deer, I enjoy it. In mm. this film, I did not. So, yeah. yeah. There was and so, in this situation, in this situation, it did you feel like it was, like, like poorly constructed? Do you know what I mean? Like, it... W- I guess because there wasn't that supernatural... Like, it never, like, went into this, like, weird supernatural element, really. Like, it was all explainable and nothing really nothing was happening so Mm, like having these long pauses having these like long reflective shots there was no tension to them and i had to wait for for like 20 seconds of zooming in on a face (laughs) before it moved on (laughs) to the rest of the non-story oh my god and do you want to know what the worst bit for me was um when she's trying to explain to so was it her fiance's brother is that who that guy was her, no her, her ex-husband her dead ex-husband oh yeah sorry brother. sorry yes yes so her yeah she's just doing it so badly like if you were actually on the other end of that conversation you'd be like what are you saying to me like yeah. she never she <laughs> it, it was so bad yeah uh, i it, literally wrote down incoherent speech oh, it frustrated <laughs> me so much and I, it felt to me it felt like a play it felt like <laughs> It felt like the sort of thing that you go and see and there's literally three people in the cast. Yeah, it just felt real, I don't know, I got stag- the play, play vibes as well mm. and it just brought me back to Prelude for a Kiss. Like that's a, that's so often that feeling of Prelude to a Kiss kept coming back up. Yes. Like- <laughs> but do you it's know like the awkward dead, thing with- Dead air. The- 
the awkward thing about the birth play was they'd probably have to get some like 18 year old guy to pretend to be the 10 year old, which would or add like, like an extra why layer. Why couldn't he just have been 18 and the woman have been like 55? Because literally there was nothing else going on in the film. Like- They're like, let's just outrage people by putting a child in danger. People love pedophiles. <laughs> I hate that. I do not put my... No. Do you think this movie could be made again? I don't know. It, there is, like, a big movement to reevaluate this film at the moment, especially since the director, his last movie was Under the Skin with Scarlett Johansson. I don't know if either of you guys saw that one, which was, no. like, really critically loved. Um, and I think since then people have been like kind of reevaluating his back catalogue and this is kind of getting that reputation as like a forgotten gem. So I would like this movie so much better if it was any other actress. She is just so like expressionless <laughs> and I feel like she's just so like I'm shocked by this. I've I I actually like Nicole Kidman. I think she's she really good. has no face. Like her face doesn't move. <laughs> it moves a lot more here than now. Yeah. And <laughs> that wig, my god, that wig! And she's just like so thin and like waddling and freezing. She just looked cold and hungry the whole movie. Yeah, I did. I did question the fact that she was wearing a mini skirt when she went to the funeral. In snow. Uh, sorry to. Yeah, to, she went to the cemetery in snow and she was wearing a short skirt. I was like, yeah. nobody in New York wears short skirts when it snows. Who who else could you have seen playing it? Or, or you like Nicole Kidman? Come on, Brendan, you're the, t- you're the tiebreaker here. What do you think of Nicole Kidman? Leslie Mann. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to see Leslie Mann in a dramatic role like this. Don't you reckon? Give her a go. Yeah, yeah. I think she could bring it. And we've proven like... 17 again, she's willing to have these romances with people that are underage, so. Yeah, let's recast it with Zac Efron and. <laughs> Leslie Martin. <laughs> um, yeah, I just don't care who who it is. I don't think it would work. It's just, there's not, it's meandering. There's Ooh, nothing yeah. going on. Yeah. Okay, like, so literally, let- how easy would it have been for the actors in this to memorise their dialogue? Because they didn't have any. Well, Stand up for this film that you've recommended to our listeners. <laughs> yeah, Look, I don't I, think you really like it. I think you waited to hear that we didn't like it and then you said you liked it just to no. be au contrarian. No, it's not true. I did enjoy it. I thought as a mood piece it enjoy, worked. Enjoy. Enjoyed enjoy, it. Enjoy, thoroughly enjoyed it. No, like I thought the musical score that the music Andrew- was the the music was the best thing about it. I actually yeah. really liked that refrain. That that was yeah. that really helped. At the start, with the yeah, tone. I was like, "Oh, are we going to watch a good film?" I like yeah. the sort of the uh, playfulness of him dying, and then the the score going down, and I don't and know. It was kind was- of like this mysterious, but yeah, like it mm. wasn't completely like scary. It was very mm. sort of um, yeah. Really I don't know what the kiss. word is. Yeah, it was it was good. <laughs> Yeah, I I love the score. I love the way it was shot. I know you guys hated all the, like, the long shots and the close-ups and the faces, but I actually thought that they were quite beautiful. So every other film film that I've recommended to you that sort of meanders or is slow and is just, like, beautiful to look at, you're like, this sucks and is bullshit, but this you like. (laughs) 
I never said this sucks and this is bullshit. I'm going to stab you up. (laughs) Also, that fiancé has get to go when he like rammed the piano. Okay, so what was that concert? Were they like the share of a kid? Were they like auditioning a band for their wedding? Is that what was happening? Yeah. Yes, yeah. Okay, That's so they all looked do. like they all looked like they were at a funeral. Mm. They were like <laughs> sitting really weirdly spaced out in their own living room. It's, it's because like they were doing social distancing like twelve no, years it- ago. It's because everyone in that room knew what was going on between Nicole Kidman and the kid, and they were all awkward, awkward as fuck. I, I thought that was actually quite good. And then like, he rammed the piano into the, and then he like beat that child. It, yeah, again, he grabbed because he, he was so jealous. Save that child. Yeah, that fiance's get to go. It's like you're threatened by a little boy. Like it, that guy was well because he was making moves and they were working. He literally walked in on him in the tub with his wife and him going, and he heard him say to his wife, she goes, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm staring at my wife. Yeah, okay. But, like, maybe at that point you just go, oh, Nicole Kidman's a freak and has a terrible wig. I'm not going to marry her. Maybe don't beat a child. And also, like, I just didn't like that 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 – because they're all rich people who you didn't, you don't, you want to I see didn't them like happy. that that happened to that actor. <laughs> like, uh, no matter how well choreographed that was, that was, uh, you know, how the old was that scene. kid? No, ten. no. Was, no, the getting him beaten. Being, yeah. Uh, ten. ten. Nah, not okay. <laughs> or grabbing him and shaking and yelling him at, at him while he's in the bathtub mm, as well. That was pretty, good. like, oh. <laughs> at least we can have the knowledge that the kid actually grew up normal well and doesn't seem, he doesn't seem to have been traumatised by this. I think yes. I might have talked about this before, but you know the girl from um, The Exorcist didn't Linda really Blair. understand what kind of a movie she was in. Like yeah. They were just like, okay, so in this scene we're going to put a tissue box in between your legs and you just get the cross and you put the cross in the tissue box over and over again. And she's like, okay. like She didn't really know. Yeah. It's like, what do you think this kid – Thought was happening in the movie like how much of anything was explained to him i feel like he knew everything because like you can't get around that like you can't get around the the context of those things you straight out you see in a shot with both of them in it she asks him have you ever made love to a woman and he has to <laughs> okay so respond I like to that guarantee i guarantee <laughs> you know the way he said you know, like, I'm fine with it, everything's fine, whatever. I guarantee that for the rest of his life, he exclusively dated, like, stronger, older women with red hair. (laughs) I bet. That's like a weird imprint to put on a child at such a young age. Uh, uh, Well... We'll have him on to ask him. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to invite him on the podcast, but after this drudging, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying that he was bad. Just don't invite Nicole Kidman, my God. <laughs> anyway, See, she's like, you know, what do I know? Like, that's, I'm that like, sucks because I was, I was really going to invite her and. Yeah. It was really you can possible. invite her. There's no fucking way she's gonna come invite her. All I can ever, all I can ever remember is when we talked about when Lindsay Lohan was in Australia. 
<laughs> and you said, imagine if Lindsay Lohan came to my house to record the podcast. <laughs> so good. Hey, guys. Yeah. Um, one question that we haven't covered. Mm-hmm. What if your significant other came to you as a 10-year-old child and was like, it's me after dying 10 years ago? Well, I certainly wouldn't do what Nicole Kidman does. <laughs> um, especially the part where she's like, it's all good. We'll just run away together in and 11 years. And in 12 years, years we'll get married. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> She's like, in, in uh, 11 years, you'll be 21. I wonder what you're going to look like. <laughs> so bad. Um, also, like, she's, like, or just been told as well that, He's like, it's I'm not I'm not your husband, like and she's like, No, we're going to run away together. <laughs> um, and also, uh, if this happened to me, Adrian is a good enough man that he would be like, Well, he would this understand would be the situation. a horrible imposition for me to put on Lucy and I would be ruining her life and <laughs> she would never yeah, so he wouldn't he would just live that life as a child. <laughs> which which oh, so like you so you think he would never even approach you about the subject? Yes. Yeah. He'd just be like your babysitter. <laughs> you wouldn't know. <laughs> no. He would just do the right thing because he's a good man. Do you think Katrina would come come back and ask you to have sex with her? <laughs> no, she wouldn't. I don't think she would do that. She'd come around. She she's a pain. She would she would definitely like <laughs> no, she, she's lovely. She, she wouldn't do that to me. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Now it's time for our favorite segment, Hot or Not. Take it away, me. Sing it as a 10-year-old child. Oh, stop. I hate this. (laughs) Are they a two-door? Get away from me, Nicole Kidman! <laughs> no, stop. <laughs> are, they, are they a two-door? Are they ugly or cute? Tell me if they're hot or not. Ding! Ding. Everyone, Everyone beautiful. is beautiful in their own, own way. way. Ugh, we all know <laughs> Lucy's uh, opinion on this. I, Nicole so Kidman. It, I want, just before I want. I've never wanted like a buzzer more than ever than right now because I want to like buzz in with my answer. Okay, so go. Uh, Nicole Kidman is that Not. <laughs> I'm going to give her a hot. I think she was really pretty in this film. Oh, and look, yeah, she I like is the short stunning. Hair. She is stunning, mm. and short hair is beautiful. But she looked hungry and cold. And mm. um, yeah. did she even have shoulders or? anything below the neck because it was just like serving only face and she just looked <laughs> terrified the whole time and you could just see like her mind drifting to being like oh i haven't eaten in six weeks constantly um and yeah dress for the weather and that's a no from me dog 
actually, sorry, I'm going to reevaluate because I'm just remembered we are supposed to be hot or nodding the character, <laughs> and she is a pedophile, <laughs> so I'm going to give her a not. <laughs> Brendan, uh, I I maintain no. I'll give her. <laughs> I'll change my answer. <laughs> Oh, now you're coming over to the good side, the light. You've seen the light. All right, no, so that's da- no, not Nicole Kidman. Lovely, lovely lady, uh, but yeah. the character, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Danny Houston as Joseph. <laughs> no. Her- <laughs> fiance. Yeah, he. there's something about him, like in American Horror Story, in everything that I've watched him in, he just makes me feel sick. I don't. I don't get it. There's something about him. There's something that he exudes that just I hate. Mm. He's got the perfect, like, wealthy, like, toffee villain For sure. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. for sure. Mm. Okay, Lauren Bacall as Eleanor, uh, Nicole Kidman's mother. Beautiful. She's a total Betty at any age, and she was like, you cannot do this. You are bad. You have gone insane. Listen to me. I am your mother. I was friends with Marilyn Monroe. Come on. So, yeah, she gets a hot from me. Yeah, I'm going to give her a hot. Like, every every part of this movie, she was like, don't have sex with the kid. And I'm on board with that. So, uh, yeah, hot for Lauren Bacall. <laughs> Brendan? Uh, way hot for a stance on uh, ch- child relationships. Like, if we're just talking physically, I, like, she is getting up there a bit for me. So, I'll give her a knock. She, like, she looked great. She looked great. But, yeah. Yeah. She's a fabulous woman. She's fabulous. Yeah. Um, Anne Haish as Clara. So, that's the wife of the dead husband's brother that was also fucking the dead husband. So, what is it about this movie that the director or whatever like wanted to take everyone as far away from what they look like in real life? Like I did not clock that it was her. Really? Yeah, no, I didn't, I didn't. think she was that far. No, nah, no, nah. she's only got like a like cropped blonde hair. No, nah. um, yeah. who is this person you guys keep talking about? <laughs> I'm gonna have to God, live in the nineties. <laughs> <laughs> it's the nineties. <laughs> it's not the nineties. Yeah, she. Mm, no, real bad person, like an adulterous bitch, and she didn't look like herself, so that's a no mm. from me. Yeah, I'm going to give her a no for the fact that she outwardly said she would have had sex with a 10-year-old and the fact that um, that she was also a, che- a dirty cheater um, and seemed like an all-around awful person. So, Straight up, um, yeah. Um, oh, her. I just looked it up. Do you really know who she is? <laughs> Yeah, she was in six days and seven nights. Paul did I say that. I said that. I said that. But yeah, you know, but who remembers that film? Fucking listen to me. Once you see the the <laughs> the poster, then it all comes flooding back. <laughs> I don't think I've actually watched the film itself. Yeah, does she me have neither. sex with Robert Redford in that movie? What is that no, movie? That's Harrison Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford and her. Oh. I think that aren't they on like an island or something? I don't know. I never watched. Yeah, it. yeah. Judging by um, the, po- I'm going completely by the poster. Yeah. <laughs> Did you say she was in Ally McBeal? Yeah, she was one of the main characters in Ally McBeal. And Is she that was how also- Harrison Ford and Callista Flockhart met? Oh, my God, I love that. Can we just have the whole rest of the podcast <laughs> being about that? Are they still together, by the way? What's she doing I, these days? Are they still together? I think, I think so. I don't know. She's raising Harrison Ford's children, presumably. <laughs> I always think of Anne Heche as the crazy lady in I Know What You Did Last Summer. I think that's her iconic role, but- 
I think Maybe of it just... as the girl I mistaked for Holly Hunter. Didn't she used to? <laughs> oh, that's not fair to Holly Hunter at all. She's um, it, didn't she? She used to date Ellen, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yes. like her most iconic role. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's finish off with a friend or foe on Cameron Bright as Sean. Foe. Oh, my God. Run for the hills. This kid is like, he's going to like read your diary and then think he's your dad or something. Like, no. This is like, someone help this child. Yeah, absolute psychopath. I'm giving him a foe. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I hope he gets the help that he needs. Yeah, he's got some issues, you know. But at this point in my life, I I don't have room for someone like that in my head. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get to Opinion Swap, where we find some interesting reviews of birth from across the interwebs. Hurt like hell. Very long labor. No, what? (laughs) All right. So this one is from Jake Isgar on Letterboxd. He uh, liked it. He didn't give it a star rating. And he says, Kidman versus Kidman. (laughs) (laughs) That that has more in it. That title has more in it than the whole of the movie. I feel more about the title of that review than I do about the movie that we've reviewed. Uh, I I have to give it to him. That's a very good review. Yeah, there's more wit and brevity in that that one line than this entire podcast. (laughs) All right. So this one um, is from G2 on IMDb. He gives it one out of 10. And he says, what? I don't see how anyone could like this movie. This has to be one of the worst movies I've ever seen. It's very suspenseful, though. I spent 90 minutes <laughs> waiting. I, I spent. What? It's very suspenseful, though. I spent 90 minutes waiting for it to end. Oh, well, there you go. That explains it. I thought he was going to say, like, I spent 90 minutes praying that. <laughs> There wasn't a sex scene. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. This is from Olivia on Letterboxd, who gives it one star. And she says, this kid got more play than Kobe Bryant. Game too nice. Getting all the ladies. Source like he got signed to the Lakers. Yo, like, Kobe Bryant has some bad stuff in his... Is that what that's a joke about? I'm not... What? (laughs) All right, so this one's from Keith on Letterboxd. He gives it three and a half stars. And he says, downright staggering Woody Allen didn't get his hands on this script about a Manhattan socialite being wooed by a child. (laughs) (laughs) Lucy's just silent. Mm. Uh, (laughs) And... um, this one finally from Jackson, who gives it four stars, and he says, "Fortunately, <laughs> don't tell me this is going where I think it is." <laughs> he says, "Fortunately, Nicole Kidman did not fuck a child." That's it. <laughs> four stars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now it's time for tenuous recommendations, where we each recommend a movie, TV show, song, album, or book that is connected to today's movie in some way. Alright, uh, so I'll start off. My connection is Peter Stomare, and he's the actor that played the dead brother, uh, sorry, the dead husband's brother, and he's been in lots of movies. I'm not going to recommend one of his movies. I'm going to recommend 
a PlayStation 4 game that he actually starred in <laughs> um, called Until Dawn. I and... didn't know we could do PlayStation 4 games. I would have been recommending <laughs> all the games that I game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this is a game that I would recommend to anyone, even if you don't usually play games. Let me. It's because yeah, um, what it is, it's more of an interactive story than a game, um, and it's a slasher. It's basically a slasher movie where you control the decisions of all the teenagers that go to this cabin in the woods and um, determine if they're going to survive or die um, from this serial killer that's hunting them all down. Um, and the game's actually, um, got a pretty impressive cast. So it's got Peter Stamari in it, Jordan Fisher, who's become a bit of a celebrity now, and, uh, Hayden Pantier, plus Oscar winner Rami Malik before he won his Oscar. So, um, yeah. they've all got like, um, motion capture performances. So all the characters look like the actors that are playing them. I just want um, to. The graphics are really cool. I just want to yes. watch the movie of that. That sounds fun. <laughs> yeah, but um, it is really cool. Like, and it's a good game. Like, if you don't like playing as well, you could always just get someone to play next to you, and it's just like watching a movie anyway. But you just get to make decisions for the characters. Um, it's really creepy. Um, if you play it, you know, by yourself at night, you will jump. Um, and it's just a really fun game. Um, it goes for like three or four hours. It's not a huge commitment. Um, and I'm pretty sure it's pretty cheap now that it's been out for a while. So, um, yeah, definitely, uh, give Until Dawn a go on PlayStation 4. Mm. Uh, Lucy, what's yours? Um, so I was just getting like the theme vibe. I, I started mm-hmm. to make this connection straight away. So I'm doing this documentary called The Imposter. Has anybody seen it? I have seen that's the one about the son, like they think their son's mm. returned to him. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, it was came out in two thousand and twelve. Have you seen it, Brendan? I think I think the one I know the one you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like uh, this guy gets found in Spain by the police, and he says, "I'm like missing," and you know, he says he's this missing boy from America, um, and he gets sent back there, and um, he has the wrong color eyes and hair and he's like 10 years too old and he has a French accent. And so he's like a a con man, but the family's like, yeah, it's him. So all of a sudden he's like, what the fuck? Like, what did these people do to the boy that's missing? Like, it's this thing (laughs) of like, who knows who's lying. And yeah, like a real psychological, this guy's like a, What's the word I'm looking for? Like a, he can't stop lying. Like he's always impersonating yeah. people compulsive. and compulsive yeah. liar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like a real weird situation, um, and so creepy. And um, it, yeah, as soon as it was sort of like, oh, what the fuck's this kid doing? It made me think of that documentary. Yeah, The Imposter. <laughs> cool, good recommendation. Oh damn! I uh, really wanted to be like telling you all about it, and you guys had never heard of it before, and I was like blowing <laughs> your minds. But you guys were like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> No, but our listeners, our listeners, they're yeah. the ones who will be, like, excited. Yeah, for sure. I feel like if you guys have seen it, they definitely will too. <laughs> uh, they're too busy watching por- uh, Locos por el Cambio. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brendan, what's yours? Uh, so, as I, as I said last time, I've, I've, I understand P- 
Paul's frustration. And I know he got really upset that I recommended something that I hadn't seen. Um, so this time I'm sticking by the rules. I understand how it works. So I'm just going to do a simple connection between uh, Danny Houston. Is that mm-hmm. his name? Yeah. Uh, he was in Marie Antoinette. Uh, yes. Which was also starring a Matthew Marek who also was in a little film called Sound of Metal. Have any of you guys seen this one? You can't do my recommendation from the last episode. (laughs) Wait a second. (laughs) I've seen it. I'm allowed to recommend it, right? But I've already done it. It's against the rules. (laughs) Is this like a fake out? Do you have another one? He's going to get so mad, Brendan. (laughs) Paul, you just keep on raising the bar. You make it impossible. Like, the bar has not been raised. The bar is at the exact same place it was four fucking years ago when we started this goddamn podcast. Yeah, it's like a podcast host walks into a bar because it was so low. <laughs> Look, uh, all right. So another film I thought of uh, was a film called Cyrus with uh, Marissa Tomei and Jonah Hill and that other guy. Um, what's his name? <laughs> Do you know the movie I'm talking about, Paul? I think I've seen it. Let me I think you've look. seen it. How is it connected uh, thematically? Tenuously, it's it has some very awkward uh, sort of relationship between a mother and a son. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, John dynamics. C. Riley. John, John C. Riley. And it's a Duplass Oh, and movie. Catherine Keener as well. Yeah. I have seen this movie, but yeah, I can't tell you anything now. about it. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, it's about uh, John C. Riley's character is uh, on the is on the dating scene again after you know being divorced for a while, and basically he meets this girl, Marissa Tomei, and she's great. Um, however, the, her relationship with her son and uh, herself is quite close, and uh, basically Jonah Hill, being the son, um, he's of age though, so it's a little less awkward. <laughs> He's no, this basically... is the king of Staten Island. This, that's what you're talking about. <laughs> Keep going. See, well, yeah. So basically, he's sort of trying to uh, keep uh, to destroy this relationship without like giving it away to his mother, while John C. Riley is trying to like befriend the kid, um, even though he's trying to like destroy, yeah, destroy the relationship. And so it's very funny. It's a a very weird dynamic. Um, there's a scene where Marissa Tomei's in the shower and Jodie Hill walks in and it's all cool. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what reminded me of this film. That's my 10 years like. <laughs> what weird shower parent themes. Oh, my God. Where are we ranking birth among the movies that we've covered on the podcast? I, I I had mine sorted out, like, immediately. Does that mean it's at the very bottom? It's not the very bottom. I just knew that this reminded me of Prelude to a Kiss so much, except it didn't have a hilarious scene where an old man comes out of the corner with a knife. <laughs> <laughs> so it goes below Prelude to a Kiss and just above A Christmas Swap. Wow, that's so low. Uh, Lucy? I would put it... In between a Christmas trade and possession. So it was a lot like possession. It was a tiny bit better. (laughs) (laughs) 
All right, I'm going to put it in the middle of the pack, I think, of mine. So I'm actually putting it in between. Ice Angel. (laughs) (laughs) Every day and the swap. Whoa, that's way too high, Paul. (laughs) Every day and the swap. Oh. Uh, Okay, so you think it's better than Child's Play? Yeah. Look, I don't think it's that ridiculous to think. Like, there's a lot. This film has a lot of pedigree behind it. Yeah, I think I that you're just like chasing clout or something. There, that's not. <laughs> <laughs> doth not a good movie make. No, I think I think there's a lot to actually appreciate in this film. Like, and I'm not going to like die on this hill. I totally get why you guys hate it so yeah, much. Yeah, you're not going to – you are going to die on it because I'm going to murder you on it. <laughs> no, you Murder it. you on the hill. <laughs> Next episode. Go on, Brendan. <laughs> Brendan's guest, what it is. Uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a go-go dancer um, who <laughs> swaps bodies with a male escort because there's a sex scene in it because I saw the corner of the box. <laughs> wrong um okay so i i think i'm i am actually very enthusiastic about this next one i i i really wanted us to do it and it was unavailable everywhere on the internet so i actually ordered the dvd so that we could do this um so because it's been a while since we've done a Baldwin Brothers movie. And <laughs> is this called Baldwin? <laughs> it's just all the Baldwin switching lives. <laughs> I so wish it was that. Um, That's actually so- genius and would be so good and someone should contact them. Copyright. Copyright right now. <laughs> so we've done Alec Baldwin and we've done William Baldwin, was it? Are you doing the other Baldwin? So this is there time- like two more, right? There's there's mold, there's so many, but this time we're doing another Baldwin that we haven't done before, Stephen Baldwin. Um, <laughs> so we'll see if he can be the superior Baldwin in uh, the, this uh, body swap war. But what if I told you, <laughs> right? What if I described a film that a science fiction film described as Face Off meets The Matrix? And then what if I told you that film was by the director of Empire Records. And what if I told you it was starring Twin Peaks' Carl McLaughlin? Would that Paul, film- don't get me excited for this I one. I feel like if it was good, we would have heard of it. Heard of this it. is like the black hole of their IMDb's. <laughs> so, no. But those things, like, right. That, those that's- are very... Yeah. Those are appealing things. This movie You've had Lauren Bacall in it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you hear me? Well, anyway, we are watching the 2000 sci-fi movie Exchange. Mm-hmm. Which I'll show you the. Uh... Oh, they weren't go-go boots. <laughs> and it's <laughs> literally like Exchange. Yeah. Ooh. And in this film, oh no, in the future where it's faster to travel by exchanging bodies with someone at the destination, a man's body is hijacked by a ruthless terrorist. Face off meets the Matrix. <laughs> um, That's I actually, actually a cool concept. A, I actually had a really good thought as well. Is that um, we could just do um, Alec Baldwin's life, where his wife um, 
swaps into the body of a Spanish person that she lied about being for 10 years. <laughs> Anyone on the current is that, affairs is that with a, that? <laughs> you don't that know about that, discuss? Brendan? No? Tell me what happened. She just pretended to be Spanish and she's straight up American and she just I, got found out. I feel like if they do make that movie, you're going to have to get a Spanish person to direct it and write it or else it's going to be extremely pro- problematic. I'm not suggesting that someone make a film out of it. I'm just saying we should just do an episode on uh, where we talk about the fact that her name's Hillary and she called herself Ilaria and said she didn't know what the English word for cucumber was when she is an American woman. <laughs> We gotta talk. Uh, we gotta send Brad all the clips. It's so. I must. Good. I must confess. I do pretend I'm a, a different. I'm from America when I work. <laughs> what? <laughs> Subconsciously, I've started putting on an American accent when I work. <laughs> and like, I don't, I don't know why. I, I I feel like it was my friend was down from California, and I must have been like, that sounds great. <laughs> And when I talk to customers, this like this Americanized version of me pops out and people seem to receive it well. So (laughs) this is so bad. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Well, anyway, I'm excited about um next episode and hopefully, fingers crossed, we can uh organize it so we can watch the movie together. Yay! Uh, Yeah, it's gonna uh, be awesome. No, Brendan, no. <laughs> you're not good at that accent either. Can I just hey, tell so, you? Everybody knows that it, you're not from California. <laughs> so so um I had an awesome idea for the Baldwin's film. Instead of it being a body swap, it's gotta be it's it's sort of like multiplicity, except each copy is a copy of a copy, and so with each Alex Baldwin being copied, it gets Alex less. Alex Baldwin? Of- Alex <laughs> <laughs> so, so Alec Baldwin is like the, the the original, and each copy of him is one of the Baldwin brothers because it gets the like degraded and worse <laughs> with each copy. That's the prestige. I, I feel like uh, as soon as people start listening to this segment of the episode, our listener numbers are just going to drop. <laughs> but my thing about Ilaria Baldwin, that was come on, that was good yeah. content. Yeah, yeah, I agree. What about and- me and my weird uh, psychological issues? <laughs> <laughs> Boo! <laughs> All right. Until next time, review us on <laughs> iTunes or you're a literal piece of shit. shit. Even more of a piece of shit than Brendan's American accent. <laughs> <laughs> and I was Paul Mitzi. <laughs> and I was Lucy Thomas. <laughs> I was Brendan Levi. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> All right, see you, bye. <laughs> bye. The Swapcast podcast is recorded in Adelaide, Australia. It's hosted by Paul Mitzi and edited by Brendan Levi and Paul Mitzi. Our theme song was written and performed by John Marco of Too Creative, featuring Lucy Thomas, and recorded at Browntown Studios. Our music bumpers were created by Reggie Parker. Contact him on parkerregmusic at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. This summer, you need clothes that you can wear anywhere. For that, look to American Giant t-shirts, shorts, jeans, and sweatshirts. American Giant makes everything in the USA, so when you buy, you create jobs and improve local communities all across the country. 
Shop summertime closet staples at American-Giant.com and get 20% off your order when you use code WA23 at checkout. That's 20% off at American-Giant.com with promo code WA23.